brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Y'all know I can segue my butt off. So let's go ahead and jump right in for where we left off last week, which we're dealing with disputes, which is basically politicking. You hear that? That was one of the things we used to use back in the day. You know, I'm, let me go ahead and politic for this this person so I can get something that I need. It is a very popular part of today's society since everything's about self. Everything you turn around, I'm doing it for me and just me. Always me. If I don't benefit first, nobody gets it. We got that. It's all happening all the time never changes it just seems to get worse as the time goes on so with that said let's go ahead and jump right into the word and then we will there we go bam we're gonna jump right into there we go we're gonna jump right into the good word of the lord and we're gonna start at galatians chapter 5 that's where we're at today we're in galatians chapter 5 verse 20 I've been going over the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the flesh. Now, right now, we're covering the fruits of the flesh, and I've been doing two at a time. However, it, it boiled down to one at a time, clearly. And so it's given us time to expound on each one of these to give it the right care and the right observation so we know what's really happening in our, in our, in our in society, especially, well, let's be honest, not society, but inside the center. So, there's uh, Paul, we have to go back up to verse 7 because this will explain disputes. It will tell you exactly what's going on, what went wrong in the Galatian church, and what Paul is now writing, a defense of his gospel, which is the gospel, because someone, some people came in that said they were, they said they were, they were Christians, that, and they led people to believe they were Christians, and so they tried to bring the mosaic laws back and still try to claim christ because they just could not live by faith alone they believed <clears throat> they believed in their laws and you got to remember when jesus came he put all that out of business there was no more need for pharisees and there was no there was no more need of having to keep the, the covenants the only way through the Mosaic law. The prophecy had to come to pass. Had to. And now that Christ came, all that which it was built on has been fulfilled in him. That's why Paul says all the promises are in Christ. Every single bit of them. Every bit of the law. The law could not be kept by nobody but him. All the promises of Israel, all the promises of the Gentiles to be saved as well, all of the things that have been proclaimed in the Old Testament, Christ, it's all in him. All that's left is for a belief. So with that said, guess what? We had people infiltrating into the Galatian church, trying to trip up the Galatians who heard a simple gospel. It's simple. It's super easy. And guess what? Found a way to make it complicated. Why? Because there's 
there is money in subjugation. You know, today we have every religion, like there's 45,000 denominations and counting. Now, and, and they may just be one religion with multiple denominations. Everyone, I'm wrong. That's 45,000 Jesuses and gods and Holy Spirits out there teaching and telling their folks, even though they're idols, they can't speak, teach, uh, hear, taste, smell, but they do have their advocates. All oh, by my latest book, How to Love the Lord in 10 Easy Steps. All oh, the Theology of John by John. Uh, mac and cheese MacArthur you name it there's a there's a video or a demand of a book for it there's always somebody peddling the Lord for some coin always happens it always will be the truth of God does not need to be peddled it don't need to be, be persuasive it does the job on its own and the human heart will sift through it as it sifts through the human heart is easy as anything you could find it will penetrate that person whether that person reacts positively or negative to it it's going to penetrate either way can't prevent that so as we go back and look um we'd have to go all the way back to galatians uh chapter one so just bear with me here a little bit let me grab this pen because i know that may help us be able to get this done so uh, as we start here in galatians chapter one We've got to go to verse 6, and verse 6 is where everything is going to be handled. So you see down here in verse 6, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which really is not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Now that goes, we're talking about them Judaizers that's rolling up in there, telling them, oh, I understand that you, you're, you're a Gentile and you believe in Christ. We do too. However... You got to add the law back in there. And that's simply not true. But that's why I said they're disturbing them. They're bringing fear into them. And that's exactly what religion has done all these years. Theology is just a, a colorful word to explain for religion. And when you have somebody's opinion and they're trying to figure out which opinion is the best, which one is the, the latest and greatest, the one that can stand the test of time because it has the greatest, phoniest teachers in the world propagating that stuff up. So as we keep going... But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be cursed or accursed. A, a, a layman's term, let him be damned. There is no other gospel. There is no religion that preaches the truth of gospel. It, it's the truth of God. It just doesn't happen. There's no theology that represents God and teaches a true biblical account. There is none. It's only, it's only from the Holy Spirit and those that are in submission to him that delivers only what God has prescribed. If you get your prescription for whatever you have, you're not going to have some Tylenol thrown in there. Oh, whoops, I'm sorry, that's my bad, but go ahead and take it. It doesn't work that way. You order chicken and you get you get chicken plus you get a, 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 some beef tacked in and stapled onto it. You'll be wondering, what's wrong? This is not right. It's either pure or it's diluted. And right now we know the gospel is pure. There is no dilution. There is nothing that contaminates it. Religion has to try to massage it to where it sounds like the gospel is talking about that religion. We like to call that cherry picking. You've seen it. You know about it. you probably heard about it. As we have said before, 
So I'll say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. Verse 10 gives us where we're at today. For I am not seeking the favor of men or God. For am I now seeking the favor of men or God? Am I trying to please all you guys? Am I trying to please with my nice eloquent words and my number one bestsellers and, and I can sell out conferences? It, am I trying to do that or am I trying to please God by, by, by doing what? You, you speak what I told you. Very simple. If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Very true. There's no way you can keep man happy and God happy. You're going to have to choose. And I guarantee you it's going to be a long day if you choose the wrong, the wrong answer to that one. So as we go down, we go down to here, to verse 7. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion. Notice Paul said that. A persuasion someone came and told you and gave you that fear that you might not have enough faith in order to keep Christ so if you do the law hey now you covered all your bases and what is Paul saying this didn't come from us that didn't come from God that didn't come from Christ and that didn't come from the Holy Spirit where did it come from then it came externally from the truth so what is it that's what man that's what we're getting into today with man with disputes because always remember, men, unfortunately, mankind is merchandise to some people. We're consumers, customers, and those that partake in wares and goods that somebody else is providing. You can shape the narrative of anything you want when you own the media and you can play it how you feel. And you'll have someone consuming it and spreading it, sharing it, agreeing with it, and before you know it, you got a belief system brought about from an opinion that, guess what, appealed to your sin, but not to the truth of God. It happens all the time. And it can happen to Christians all the time. It, it sure can. So listen to this. And this is where we get the idea. You can't mix anything with the truth of God. It doesn't belong. There's no, I don't care. And that's why... I, that's why the, the uh, disputes, the electioneers, the guys that are politicking to say, hey, man, support me and this is what I'll provide. There's always a scheme or an agenda on the hands of the person trying to gain your confidence when they have done nothing for you. And you barely even seen them in your life. But all of a sudden they showed up and said, I'm going to be your knight in shining armor. And you didn't realize they've been shining their armor with the blood of you. They've been shining that with, with, with your blood and your money. You wonder why it so, shines so well because it's part of you. It's yours. You gave so much into it. And what happens when it doesn't give back? You become jaded. You become pushed off. And guess what? Though that folk, that, that man, that church, that religion keeps it pushing because it's got other people that has yet to burn out. There are some people that bought into the lie and continue to go down that road. It's terrible and true. But listen to this. In verse 8, the persuasion, this persuasion did not come from him who calls you a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. You can't, if it's spoiled in one, it will automatically spoil everything over time. You got to cut it loose. You got to triage that, baby. You got to cut it loose before it does worse. Cannot mix the gospel with anything. You can't mix it with politics. You can't mix it with social justice. You can't mix it with news. You can't mix it with anything. It is stands on its own alone with no assistance. Doesn't need any of that. 
It's pure, it's clean, and it's without, without the need for man to try to spice it up. I'll make a children's book so it's easier to decipher and understand. Children can read just fine. Last time I checked, the Holy Spirit helps that work along. But see, these men that are troubling the Galatians, that trouble us today, don't believe that they don't believe in God. Oh, we got to go to seminaries and get these degrees and stuff because that will prove that we are who we say we are. That doesn't prove anything. It just proves that you lost money in order to get a theory and an opinion from someone that you agreed with. All, the, all theology is is sharing opinions. And you get enough people agreeing on that opinion, they'll call it a doctrine. Hasn't changed anything. Still an opinion. Doesn't change. So here they are going to the Galatians telling them, look, you, you don't have enough. It ain't just enough for Christ. You got to keep these laws. It's kind of like covering both of your bases. And you got to understand, Paul didn't give you all of it. But, and and listen, listen to Paul say that. Listen to this. So after he says a little leaving, leaving the whole, the whole, the whole lump of dough, I have confidence and you in the Lord that you will adopt no other view. But the one who's disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. And that Paul didn't name names in this time. But he definitely made sure that what? I have confidence that you won't bend the knee to this form of idolatry. You won't bend the knee to this kind of corruption. You will not bend the knee and turn your back on Christ who called you and now through doubt you want to go keep something you have neither the skill or the will to keep man number 10 commandments are hard baby you might be able to get six but to get all 10 perfectly at every second of the day every minute of the day every day for the rest of your life until you gone i don't think so i don't and jesus did it with 33 years of perfect submission that's why we live in his body we live in his shadow. We live so when God looks through him, we are clean and the conversation can be free flowing. It's a beautiful thing when, it's, when that's all happening. But brethren, if I, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? So now they lied against Paul. Oh, Paul preaches persecution. He, he, he preaches uh, circumcision. No big deal. Now, Paul didn't. Now, there are some that they did have circumcision. Absolutely. There were some that did. It's not a requirement anymore. That is not the conversion to being an Israelite. That is no longer the case. You being a Gentile is perfectly acceptable. As long as you bend the knee, which is what? I admit I'm a sinner, and I'm a sinner that needs to be saved. That's all that's required. You ain't got to do any of the physical ailments. You can still wear polyester. You can still wear mixed blends. You can still eat that pork. That bacon is so delicious. You can do all the things that you did as a Gentile before. However... Those things that cause your brother to stumble, you need to second guess it. You need to rethink the approach because you will be responsible for calling your brother to stumble. If he says, man, I cannot eat that. It's against my, it's what I believe and true in God. Then you at that time, hey man, let's just eat some salad or whatever makes you feel better. You can go back in your home and eat whatever you want. But you gotta, you have to prevent your brother from stumbling by watching you and him having died on himself. Very, it's a very fine line to walk. I'm telling you, it's, it's strong. So they lied against Paul and said, Paul told us uh, that he circumcised. And now he goes, man, so if I circumcised, if I did those things, if I was all about the circumcision, if I preached to you the circumcision is right, then why am I persecuted? So Paul's really having to defend himself against people that are trying to use his name to say, for those that are saying, well, 
I don't think the Paul didn't preach that. Yes, he did. He preached circumcision. He, he got Timothy taken care of. I mean, all, this is all happening behind the scenes. That Paul is writing a letter because someone wrote to him. It said, "Look, the Galatian churches are in trouble. These Judaizers are converting people. People are falling away. Paul, you got to help." Paul sent the Galatian letter, and with it came fire and thunder. And he's laying the law down, also by laying down love. Then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. But I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision while I'm persecuted, then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that those who are troubling you would even mutilate themselves. They're not even circumcising themselves. The people peddling the law now, the law is always in effect at full force. But now they're using the law as a weapon. To do what? To make sure they get people to be subservient to the law because you have the leadership of the law. You got the, uh, you got the Sanhedrin, you got the Pharisees, you got the scribes. Man, Jesus was putting all them dudes out of it. It was all going to be on unemployment. Because now there's only one thing to teach. The gospel. There is no going back and going to the temple, bringing eight doves. Now the dove guy is out of business. You can't get the bullock and the ram up. That guy is out of business. That farm where you used to get all them nice cuts of, of the first fat of, of calves and, and, and bulls and rams and all. Now that dude's going out of business because guess what? He ain't getting a lot of idolatry purchases. He's not getting, he ain't getting the idolatry purchase because maybe that Christian got saved from idolatry. He's not even getting the temple sacrifices so he can, he can give the rich man or whoever could pay the money for a dove, a turtle dove or whatnot, all the way up to the ram and the unblemished bullock. Now them guys, they, they ain't making, they ain't selling no cattle no more. They're like, man, what is going on? We were putting them out of business because we don't do none of that. So there's a lot of problems going on in the Galatian churches, well, in all the churches. When they realize that Christians are putting people out of business, I used to shop at I used to shop at idolatry uh, idolatry mart. All of a sudden, I got saved. My money don't go back there now. My mother don't go back there. My friend don't go back there. My other friend, my coworker, my job because we all in belief we stop going there. We can't we can't put money in that idolatry mart. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now the manager's like, man, these darn Christians, they're they putting us out of business. And that's exactly what was happening. Because we were not bending the need to fake. We were not bending the need to lies. We were bending the need to the truth. So as we keep rolling, for you are called freedom, brethren. Only do not use your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. And through love, serve one another. Don't go about doing this thing, which is what? Driving a wedge in between your brother and your own personal beliefs. Do not use your freedom 
to join a religion, especially if you know it won't saturate you, but you want to, you enjoy the fellowship with a few guys or whoever's in there. So you go out of a friendship nature and you're not, the, the sermon doesn't penetrate you to where you start to, I want to convert to be this. But however, if you bring one of your brothers in Christ in there, guess what? He may fall victim to it. Just like these Galatians were falling victims to the Judaizers. Nothing has changed in that regard. So, so do not use your freedom, brethren, as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. First of all, if you don't love yourself, you ain't serving nobody. Let alone trying to do the will of God. If you don't love yourself, you will never love your neighbor. It's that simple. You cannot love yourself and hate your neighbor. That is not correct. That doesn't work. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's a hard rule to follow, God. I want to. I don't like that guy. I want to pile drive him on his head because he keeps causing stress in my life. That is not what we do as Christians. We do not lash back with any of that. We lash out with nothing. We give without an expectation or getting in return. And the best thing we can give that is harmless to the soul but will change it by the truth it's the gospel. Everything else is secondary. For the whole law, verse 14, is fulfilled in one word in the statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now imagine Christians right now listening going, I can't pull that off. Well, then the whole law cannot be fulfilled in that statement. You're still hanging on that fence trying to figure out how do I complete these 10 when Christ said, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you complete all of the law. Imagine that. If you love your neighbor, you won't cover his wife. You won't want to murder him. You wouldn't want to steal from him. You wouldn't want to give false witness. You wouldn't want to get him to worship anything outside of God itself. You would lead him to God. And definitely you would not try to spread his name to where his name tastes like, like trash. You will protect your brother and your neighbor with equal zeal because you love him. And what if my neighbor is... Uh, don't believe the way I do. It doesn't change the command. The command never changes. It stays the same. What if my neighbor burnt my dog up? The command does not change. What if he killed my mom? The, do I need to say it again? The command does not change. You forgive that man, pray for that man, because God will take care of the discipline. Always has, always will be. It may not happen on our lifetime the way we want it, but it will happen. So listen to this part. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. And right there, that statement leads us in the 20, which creates the consumption of one another. For the, by, listen to this, this is very important. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these on opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please there is a stark difference between heaven and earth heaven and earth have never agreed after the fall of man it ain't they never agreed since heaven and earth are are opposed to one another what you can get away with in the world, you cannot get away in heaven. They are always to be at war. So when you see Franklin Graham get up, oh, Joe Biden is just too tall. If he's a preacher, he ain't got that ain't got nothing to do with him. His job is to do what? Protect the sheep, teach the Bible, 
preach the gospel, call it a day. That's his job. He's up there trying to be political. Why? He don't believe in God any more than a roach can, even though the roach does know. Maybe I said, than a roach can of spray. How about that? That makes, that makes it fair. There is no easy way to get around God when it comes to these things. God and politics don't mix. The church and politics don't mix. Anything that you try to mix with the gospel will come, that area will become contaminated. We call that cherry picking. And you know if there's a reason to cherry pick, that means there's an agenda and a motive involved. So, for the spirit and the world, the spirit and the world are set itself against each other. So that you may not do the things that you please. Our passionate desires, our desires itself, they can come from a very dark place. You've seen TCAP to catch a predator. You see the predator videos on, on YouTube. You hear about the stings. You hear about all these things going on. Well, understand, behind those things, those men and women that caused that pain were doing things that they pleased. Didn't matter if they hurt anybody in the process. It mattered that they got what they wanted from it. And I always said it before, a sinner will be a perpetrator and a victim at the same time. It all depends on which one they lean in at at the time when they're pulling something off. You'll become a victim of one person. You may become you may become the you may become the aggressor to another person. It is a very fine line to walk when you know you're a sinner because your motives are self-driven. They're not selfless driven. Again, I speak from concern and consideration because I have been that guy. And I'm still working and fighting tooth and nail not to go back to that guy. Because let me tell you, it's easy to put on that foot, those footsteps of being narcissistic and only caring about me, justifying anything I want to in life. So, if, oh man, you know what? I'm, I didn't do nothing wrong in the marriage. I'm free and clear. I can do whatever I want. I ain't, I'm clean. All those kind of things. But listen to the, listen to the flesh. But I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. That's one thing that I got to tell you about Christians. That's tough. We have to walk against the very things that others will consider minor. It's no big deal to go to the bowling lane and have a beer. You're right. Nothing wrong with that. What, what about the repetition of that beer? Every Saturday he gets that beer. What about a tough day? Here's a beer. You've got to watch yourself so closely because it is easy to slip back into that old nature. It's quick. And before you know it, you're knee deep in discipline and you ain't figured out how you got there. How am I smelling like, what is all of this? It happens. You got to pray. You got to stay strong. And here's some insight into the sins of the flesh. Verse 18. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Look at that right down here. There's evident. Now the deeds of flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, and where we're at today, disputes. Which is what? Electioneering. That's engineering something to go to pass for the whole purpose of, of getting over on somebody. That's the plan. It's always have been. Anytime you have a politician that's agreeing with you, uh-oh, it's not working on that. How did I know it's going to be that kind of night? But no worries. What it means is urethia. That is the Greek word, which basically means electioneering. Now, this has been going on for quite some time. There's always someone jockeying for position. There's always somebody there that wants what you have, 
and see you as a threat to where they can't get it, especially in business, and you've been in a place a long time, and somebody just walk off the street, and you're like, wait a minute, time out, homeboy. You ain't just gonna come roll up in here and take my job, and they're willing to give it to them. I'm not saying you do that, but I did. That dude ain't taking that job. I'm gonna make sure I get the right votes on my side so when it's time to, to hire him, they'll reconsider. I did that. Cut him at the knees. I, I engineered the idea that I was better on paper and in practice. And I didn't pay attention about where he stood. I just know he's not going to take what's mine. So I made sure that that didn't come to pass. Was it wrong? Absolutely. But it's part of what being a dispute is. It's what politicians use to keep people divided and to promise things to those who, who get those push button words. Make them go, yeah, lower taxes. Yeah, lower this. Oh, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see seniors get that. All these are buzzwords to make sure that you get in there and pull that swing, push that button, sign that dotted line, and vote for that person. So then they're in office and they can carry out the agenda for the people that paid them to carry it out. We just help them get to office. Happens all the time. Eric, that's cynical. No, that's reality. It's very rare to find a politician that's good without some dirt on them. Because unfortunately, to play that game, you got to get dirty. When you're dealing with the devil, you don't come back the same person. You become changed. It's just the way it works. You don't come out of that unscathed. You don't come out of that smelling like roses. You come out smelling sterile and concerned. Did I just undercut my boy? Oh, no, man, we'll still be friends. He'll still be cool with me if I, if I take the job from him. Anything you can to make that situation better for yourself. If that means justifying your habits and what you did, you will pull it off. So as we go through the obviousness of uh, dis uh, dis disputes, you know, when we look at disputes, we have to look at as a whole, what exactly uh, does electioneering look like in the biblical version? What is the Bible stories that we can link up to say, okay, that's a practical uh, hang on. That's a practical way of, of looking at things. That seems about fair. Well, we got to go to our stories. We got to go to the biblical account stories of the truth so we can find out what exactly happened. And with that, we're going to go ahead and go to Matthew. And we're going to go to verse 20. There we go. Now, as we're going, I went way too far. You got to excuse me. So as we go down. Listen to this. So we got this is everything going on uh, about Jesus. About he's about to talk to them. The labors of the shepherd. He's about to get into uh, what is about to transpire. But listen to this. This is very interesting about what was going on. So um, where are we? Uh, we got. Hold on. There it is. So we got. We see preferential treatment. Preferment treatment. So Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee, his mama came to Jesus. Mama, mama Zebedee came to petition on her boy's behalf. Listen to this. With her sons. So he came with them. They didn't just have a mama there. They, they were with her too. Everybody went together. Then the mother of sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons, borrowing, uh, bowing down and making a request to him. And he said, what do you wish? What's going on? What's 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 up? Why are you with my apostles? Why are they standing behind you? What what is going on right now? What you about to ask? And she said to him, "Command that in your kingdom these two may sit, 
one at your right hand and one at your left. Politicking. Can you, and I'm sure her heart was in the right place, but she got pushed. Look, mama, could you tell them we want to be by left and right hand? Yeah, I do it for you, baby. Moms do that. So now she's going to the, the savior of the entire human race for those that will believe. And you saying, could, you, could the sons of Zebedee sit on the right and left? Watch what Jesus said. And he said this emphatically. Listen to this. And listen to what it said. Jesus answered. But Jesus answered. You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And you are about, are you going to stand in front of a holy God and take the sins of all those that are promised to it and all those who will ever need? Are you telling me you can hold that up? You can hold up and not get a bone broke. You'll be able to always stand your ground. You won't even whimper or cry out when they're, being, they're whooping the flesh off of you. Listen to this. You don't know what you're asking. And look, they, look, they said to him, so all the, the mama and the, and the boys are telling the apostles, I, yes, yes, sir, look, look at this. We are able, he said in verse 23, he said to them, my cup you shall drink, but to sit on my right and, and on my left, this is not mine to give but it's for those for whom has been prepared by my father it ain't gonna just be you there's gonna be many that's coming to my left and my right there'll be many coming you are not isolated and special in this event but you will carry that cup with you and when you're thinking about electioneering when you're thinking about running for something and you're trying to posture yourself as a person of status you know once you pull out that card. I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. You'd be surprised how discriminatory behavior will pop up, especially if they think you could be a liability. Oh man, we can't hire that dude. He might talk, talk, talk about the God in the lunchroom. We can't let that happen. He'll talk about things that'll make people uncomfortable. It is The truth is uncomfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to go down easier than a lie. So here we got some electioneering right here. Very innocent enough but still right in front of our face let's also look at james chapter 3 verse 13 we got we woo, we got some good stuff going on that wants to work <laughs> ain't that a, ain't that something so anyway let's get back there there we go so we're going to go to james and we're going to go to three and we're going to drop down to 14. Now, let's, uh, I think that should be absolutely 13 and 14, my bad. So when we look, we're going to look at James and we got to rule all the way down. Wisdom from above. Come on, James. Pick out when it hits the fan. Who among you is is wise and understanding. Which one of y'all know it all? Which one of y'all are the man or the woman? You don't need no help. You got this figured out. Who is that? Who, who is out there? Is there anybody out there? Who is out there that, can, that got that? Listen to this. Let him show by his good behavior his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. That's a hard thing. It's me, Lord. Show me your work. Let me see your worksheet. You see, oh, you cussed out your mama last week. You didn't, you pushed that old lady down the stairs. Oh, man, you had the worst attitude on that call today. That person just needed your help, and you didn't want to help them that day. It's a hard road, baby. It's hard to try to prove that you are by your behavior that you're okay. That's why you got to have some help. 
Listen to this. Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. Oh, you think you somebody? Make sure you don't stumble over that truth. Make sure you keep it funky. You keep it real. Don't go out there making a butt of yourself. You go out there and say you are wise, you are all-knowing, and you smart as you can be. Well, do it by your behavior, and don't you dare side against the truth. This wisdom is not it, well, this wisdom. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it is earthly and natural and demonic. My opinion is trash. Let me tell you, I don't have good sayings unless those sayings are grounded in some truth. They got to be. My opinion on anything with the book of the Bible is zero. I got no opinion on that. I got the facts of what it is, the facts that I'm convicted over that I believe. I've seen the prophecies come true. I've seen what reading this word can do every day. I'm not, I don't need, I don't need to try to make something out of nothing. It's already beautiful. It's already beautiful. And when I try to add my wisdom and say, well, this is not, I had somebody tell me this one. It's not a Bible conversation. It's always a Bible conversation. The reason why you don't want the Bible in there because you don't want to be weighed by what you just said. Now, I cover a breadstick every day um, named Philip, and I cover him all the time. And let me tell you something. Talk about shenanigans and lies. He got that thing in spades. There's no way to say he's cheating in that department. He's accurate. Listen to this. So any natural wisdom, demonic, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. Tell me that's not true. Had a beloved um, dealing with front front end politics of a hotel, front end politics of the hostess at an Olive Garden, back office uh, uh, politics amongst the cooks and the assistant manager and who their preferences are in those places. All of that goes on every day. I'm sure you can name your own that happened around. Oh, look at that dude over there trying to gain her, your, her acceptance so he can go over here and make this work. We see it around us all the time. You might even be guilty of doing it. I know I have. You've got to learn to stand down and say, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That That's all you, dog. I'm going to keep doing my work. I will ask and petition to me to get whatever their promotion is, and I'll let the Lord fall, let them chips fall where they may. And you've got to be that kind of person. You've got to be willing not to succumb to fear. You gotta not succumb to selfish ambition. You know what I mean? You can't do it. You cannot do it. It's impossible. Cannot do it. You can, I'll say it again. You can't succumb to politics to get your way. People will get hurt. Always happens that way. Always happens. Listen to this. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder. Notice leadership starts getting scattered. Well, who's the leader of the group here? Who's the one that makes the call? I'm the leader today. I'm the leader today. The guy said I can do it. This guy said I can do it. You're going to have all that. It's all that above. It's disorder. You ever notice if there's too many chiefs, ain't enough Indians, ain't no war gonna get fought. You've got you need some you need some Indians. Like everybody can't be a chief. You need some Indians to carry that stuff out. But they everybody want to be the leader, but nobody want to make the leadership op opinions. When it comes down to it, uh, I use CM Punk as an example. Everybody want to be a champion until it's time for champion shiitake. 
Everybody going to be a winner, but until but you got to do winner stuff. You got to work out. You got to take care of your body. You got to watch your nutrition. Those are y'all, all y'all see is the after the after effects, the results of hard labor. But nobody really want to put all that in. We just want the trophy. We want the participation award and to come in first. It don't work that way. You have got to separate yourself from your ambition to what's good and healthy for your soul. And rarely do those two words go together. That's why it's called selfish ambition. You want to create something for others to partake in? It's not a selfish ambition. But how do you go about it? Who, what are you willing to do? What's the extent that you're willing to do? Are you willing to bribe some folks? Are you willing to undermine somebody that you know don't deserve that spot because you know they've done some ill in the past? So you engineer a way to get the people that like him and want to vote for him or however they want to side. They start to pull to your side. Happens all the time. It's gross, but it happens. Do not be arrogant. And so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, and demonic. For where, je- so where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and everything, evil thing. Every evil thing out there happens when our selfish ambitions take the best of us. It happens. But wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits unwavering without hypocrisy lord thank you because hypocrisy runs rampant you know it i know it the one of the things i beg god is don't make me a hypocrite my famous last words because what would cause me to be a hypocrite if i if there has to be separation from me and someone that will see me be a hypocrite and for me to do commit hypocrisy somehow that just gets separated I'm left alone, but I ain't a hypocrite in that area. You know, it's easy to point fingers. Nobody want to go in the mirror and say, man, you need to work on yourself. You've got to get right, Eric. That is not okay. That behavior was not acceptable. You see, th- that's, where we, that's where we mature. I shouldn't have did that. I need to go back and apologize. I got to go back and say, hey, man, look, I was in the wrong, man. I admit it. I was in the wrong. It's bad. I didn't mean to do it. I, I I messed up. And don't give an excuse. Well, the reason why I messed up because my leg fell off and I was tired. That's Don't give out this. Just lean on the truth that, man, I shouldn't have did it. Forgive me. Got to lean on that. And guess what? The truth is all of these things. It's pure first. It means it's unadulterated. It is not mixed with anything. It doesn't have any additives and preservatives. It is right from God's mouth. Through Jesus to us, there is no contaminants picked up. It is as pure and innocent and good and truthful more than you've seen anything in your life. And next, it's peaceable. The gospel does not create war. Religion does. All day long and then some. Religion is at war with God and humanity. Because if you're not joining them, then you're against them. That's simple. I can throw a rock at any given corner of my house and there's a window there, there's a door there, there's a door there, and a window there. I can throw a rock in any direction over here and I'd hit a church. 
and they all got different denominations. Now, how many gods are in that church right there? How many is in that church over there? And guess what? Each one of them is saying, we got the truth of God. Come on in here. Everyone is saying that. So who's right? You can't make somebody make that decision. So you have to get somebody that's good with their tongue. You got to get them slippery devils. You know them ones that can get up there and just make you, they can sermonize. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> I saw the Lord come to you. I saw him come in a dream. I saw him come down with his cloak. I saw him touch my feet. Uh, and he touched my crown. Uh, he touched my hands. Uh, he touched my back. Uh, he pushed me in the trunk. Uh, he closed the trunk. Uh, he pushed me down the road. Before I know it, I was falling off that cliff. But it ain't just any cliff. It is the Lord's glory. The Lord's glory. Hallelujah. I can go all day with that and it ain't saying a darn thing. Ain't nothing changed. Sounds cute, but ain't nothing changed. That's a hype man that Hammer used to have. MC Hammer had had Big as his hype man. Go take a look at a Hammer video. You got Big up there always hyping up. And there's a hype man for everybody in rap. There's a guy that gets on stage that's bouncing around that is in none of the videos. He he's not on any of the tracks. He ain't been in the studio, but he knows those little key hooks to keep the crowd jumping. That dude is a walking poster child for Viagra and Red Bull. He is at the top of his game. And after all that stuff settles, he gets paid his little chunk and he goes off until someone else needs that hype man. Unless they pay him out and they keep him on the tour. Just a hype man. A lot of pastors today are just hype men. They get up there and tell you, you don't, God wants you to be rich. He don't want you poor. God wants you to get that Lexus. He wants you to build that four-story house. He wants you to get that mad that, that 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 mansion in Beverly Hills. He wants you to, to make money so you can give to the poor and give to the sick. He wants you to be able to get up there and be prosperous. He wants you healthy. He wants you to be everything that he never told you to do. He ain't told anybody to do that. He said the opposite. You go suffer. You will suffer as a Christian. It is natural. It is part of what comes with being a Christian. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Famous quote. What ha how is it? Why do I keep sinning the way I do? What is going to happen? Good news. As the more you grow in Christ, you will sin less and feel worse. That's a fact. The more you cling to Christ, the more you grow your spiritual maturity, the more you will come to feel miserable because you're still in this flesh. You still have those old thoughts as your new nature is sitting there and you can only interact with it when you're aligned in that spot with God. And it's hard to stay there. Because we get distracted every day. We got all kind of bills flying in. We got children we got to look after. We got a job that we got to share that we can keep and maintain. Keep it healthy so I don't lose my job. We got health care concern. We got all this stuff on our mind. And you're telling me, God, I got to find some time in the day to spit out and talk to you. Is it not enough I talk to you on the way to work? It's not enough. That ain't quality time. That's quantity time. God wants specific special time between you and him he wants just your attention why so he can reason with you what's going on with you eric i'm pissed at the whole world i can't stand it 
I don't like it. Why me being a Christian? Why do I got to hold the fort where everybody else is doing what they want? Why, Father? Why Why do I got to hurt like this, Father? Everybody else walking around like it's nothing. God ain't never promised that we walk around in health and glory. He said we're going to suffer. Why? Because it's good to do what? To make us wise. How do you go to a five-year-old and ask for advice on a life question? They ain't old enough. They ain't been through enough yet. They may give you an answer that's pretty profound because, let's be honest, kids ain't been diluted yet. They ain't got poisoned by society. But you want to go to a battle-tested person, some who's got spiritual and mental emotional scars for dealing with the things of life, and they can tell you, look, stay strong and do this. We're going to go down that road. You want somebody battle-tested. You don't want to go to no preacher and that preacher ain't never dealt with a demon before. You don't want to go to him if he ain't never had to go and put his hands on someone that's dying of a critical, a contagious disease. And they were, he, you got to be battle tested. You got to say, look, man, these are these wounds I got. You got to be willing to put yourself in front of when that wolf is trying to get that sheep. You've got to try. Why would you ever go to someone who ain't got no experience in anything? That's like saying, man, I hired you to build a house. Well, I just have the tools to be a carpenter. I don't have the skills. He can't do nothing for you. I don't care how expensive his drills, his lathe, his miter saw. I don't care how good his hammer is. If the dude ain't never built no house, he will not be any good to you. Let alone if he built two and both fell to the ground, he ain't got nothing to give you. But that carpenter who's been through it, where his lathe has been uh, Frankenstein together. His miter saw, has, he has to chip it and, and re recut it or just put a new one on. Whatever it is, the, the, the cable is frayed. We're talking about a guy that knows what he's doing and you know in confidence he can build that house. He'll even tell you we, we can't use that kind of wood because of reasons. You want someone battle tested. Someone that has survived the things that you're about to go through to tell you that you will come out the other side. And if I got to walk with you, that I got the best. I'm laced up and ready to go. That's how we work. That preacher ain't coming to your house when your mama's sick. She better be go to the hospital where he can make his rounds. He ain't going to your How many people walk out of a church and will never set foot back in again? And that preacher would never go to their house. Why'd you leave church? Was there something that happened? What, what happened with you? What was your circumstance? Battle tested. Someone that cares. Christians, that is our first numero uno. We love ourselves so we can do what? Love thy neighbor. Loving yourself takes spiritual maturity. And let me be frank, I am far from it. I'm on the road. But I keep blowing a tire here and there. Thank God that he brings a spare. Happens all the time. Let's keep rolling because time is, is got the way a little bit. I think I did pretty well. We're going to talk about ambition again. Remember, when you're dealing with disputes in politicking, there is an ambition. There's a self-reason. There is something that, that part of the agenda that self has to benefit. Listen to this. Philippians chapter 2, 19-20. But I hope... In the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly so that I also may be encouraged when I learn of your condition I'm gonna send my boy to you in a little bit just give me some time Philippians I'll send him to you. I need him to do some things first and then I will send him to you 
Well, what, why, why is that? Why, why are you so? Why are you only using him? Don't you have other people in the ministry, Paul? I know there's somebody else that's got to be with you. Listen to this. Listen to Paul say this. Verse twenty. This is very poignant. For I have no one else of kindred spirit who will genuinely be concerned for your welfare. For they all, verse 21 says, seek after their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. Any shock that maybe when you ask somebody for some help and they're like, dude, I can't help you with that. But you find out they're helping somebody else over there and then you find out and they give you a little excuse. You ever wonder why? Their agendas get fixed first before you need it for any help that you get. Do you realize how many people choose to do the exact opposite that's necessary and good for a human being to make their dreams happen at the cost of someone that happens all the time? Matter of fact, when we look at Philippians chapter three, now it wants to work. <laughs> that's funny. Um, we'll go to Philippians. Oh, here we I got to get out of that there. There we go. So we go to Philippians, and we're going to ver we're going to go to verse two. There we go, and we got to start at the beginning because this is some strong, profound words to live by, whether you believe or don't. These are strong words to live by if you want to serve another person, as well as keep yourself clean. So you can serve someone else without costing them something that they cannot recover from. Therefore, verse, this is in chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection or compassion, Paul saying, look, if there's anything good that you can encourage someone with, if there's anything holy and blessed and good and right and functional as well as compassionate, the fact that you love the way you do, if if all those things are present, listen to this, make my joy complete being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Notice one mind, one purpose. Not multiples. Oh, we just read that in Philippians. We got to go and do this with the Lord. Oh, wait a minute, man. I got I got things to do. Hold up, man. I got to I got to graduate college. I got to get my student loans down. I can't go down that road spending all that gospel. But when I get ready and I get on my feet, I can donate. Doesn't work that way, homeboy. Never has. If there's anything encouraging in Christ serve one another by having the same mind and the same purpose there's no room for you and jesus in your life it does not work but the you you remember that's a hard we will have to cover that one day the new man has all the time in the world to stand with god it's that old nature that we keep making decisions with that keeps putting us in bad spots listen to this united in spirit intent on one purpose do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. It's hard being a Christian. You mean, hold up, Lord. I Hold up, man. Time out. I have to do what? You got to, that man is more important than you. You got to be able to put that aside 
and be able to focus on that man to sh make sure his needs are met. Lord, come on, man. I'm barely keeping it together. I need you to take care of that brother. I got I got your back. I need you to take care of that brother right over there, right? Look, there he is right there. I need you to look after him and make sure that his concerns are very valid in your life. If there's something he needs, you bring it to me. We go help this brother out. We go, me and you, we go help him. Oh, what about me? Well, he said, do nothing from selfishness. I, wow, there ain't no room in there. Or empty conceit. Oh, man, look, I, I'll do it because I'm good at this. Just give me a day or so. It's empty. Got, no, got nothing in it. There's nothing in it. Let's look at that word. Whew. Kenodoxia. I think I said that right. Kenodoxia. Gotcha. What does that mean? Vain glory, groundless self-esteem, empty pride, an opinion, and an error. That sums it up. Don't do don't hold yourself up as if you look, man, I can do it all, baby. That man need help. I can do it. Just let me take care of this first. Look at me. I'm the one that can do this. I'm the one that's best suited for sharing the gospel. You should just leave the responsibilities to me. I'll handle your business versus working with that man in God. No room. No room. Listen to this. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Oh, it's hard being a Christian. I got to be worried about that dude, too. I got my own problems. He has his own problems, too. Go ahead and see what he's doing. Lord, come on, man. I'm barely holding together. He's not holding together at all. I'm holding you together. He needs that. He needs your help. You've been battle tested. Go help that brother. But what about my dreams? What about his dreams? Lord, I can't. Oh, Lord, this is too much. Why do you think Jesus told people that were following him, you better know what you're getting into with me? He discouraged people from following him. Why? Because people are not prepared to let it all go. Matter of fact, so much so, we got to go. Well, let's finish that first before I go there because you got to see what Jesus did. So look out for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now we can go search. We, we've got to see what is the real deal about divorcing yourself from your spirit man. Why is selfish ambition that dangerous? Why is it that Paul says, all I got is Timothy, but I can't send him to you? I got too much stuff going on. I let him, I get him, I get him to you because I got nobody else to pay. Ain't nobody else there. Oh, look at Epaphras, that dude. He always saying he'll, he'll hand out flyers. He never hand them out. Oh, that's Willie Green. He doesn't, man, he never does it. Every time I say, hey, Willie, can you come to the church and, and bring some water bottles? Oh, he always got an excuse. I can't depend on him. Timothy, come here, come here, come here, son. You got to, you got to stay a little bit. I need you to do this. And then I, I'm going to send you out to the Philippians. 
Do you realize how many people that, that that would take for Paul to sit there and discount all of them folks because all of them had selfish ambitions. All of them wanted to do it their way. They wanted Burger King. They wanted done their way. When it comes to the Lord, you got to shed that. You got to take that off like a shirt. You got to get rid of that or set it aside. Ain't not, there's nothing that says the Lord will not help you get through your journey and the dreams that you see that are good and wholesome. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a goal. There ain't nothing wrong with a goal setting. It is when you start to discount other people's pain, struggles, trials, and tribulations, and you overlook them for the sake of staying focused on this dream. You know, there's room for others along this road of truth. There's always room. The broad way is wide, but the way is narrow that leads to eternal life. Here's the thing. That road is narrow, but just wide enough for one person at a time. And all you can carry with you is one thing. Listen to this. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Verse 23. It's what I live by and love. And he was saying to them all. This is basically him uh, prophesying that he was going to die. Listen to this. This is in verse 23. And so he's adding to that. And he was saying to them all, everybody that was there, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. There's no room for you and Jesus. You've got to give that up. And the you I'm talking about is that old nature. Them old decisions that, that has caused marriages to break up. You walking out of jobs that are very good. People firing you out of jobs because they're just as twisted as anything else. And they used you to take it out on. All these things you've got to abandon. Because you don't have the right thinking to look out for somebody without putting yourself first. Now some of y'all can do it. Amen. I can't. There's always what am I going to get out of what am I? I have to always get checked myself. I got to always do it every day because if I don't, I'm a slip and fall and I can't take too many more falls. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Turn aside your ambitions. Your, what, what you see is a vision and goal. You got to trust God like he's going to forget those things like he. Oh, well, you know, the fact that you had these dreams eh, pfft, throw them out the window. No, you have to understand what you're throwing away is already dead. That old nature, them old thoughts that you don't like, but you're still making decisions with them. And then when you make the decision, the consequences come and you're like, man, that's not what I wanted to have this turn out. You listen to that old nature. It's loud too. the new nature. The one that is clean and protected by the Holy Spirit, that new nature will not sin. It will not go. It, it will not be interested in you getting a drink. It is not going to help you get a one night stand. It's not going to help you do anything that is a sin. It's absolutely untouchable by you. So the real you is untouchable by that old nature that you wear. The only way to interact with it is interacting with God and in truth. That's the only way. You interact with that day and you notice you'll be making decisions based on righteousness and you're sitting there going i did what i wait a minute i did that yeah it, it's like i would say out of out of body experience but you realize man i made a decision that i normally i would not make man that that's all right that new man made a decision you have got to get in touch with that new man and the only way it's going to happen is look 
There is no other way. It's got to happen. It's got to come through. It's got to come out of here. It's got to come out of prayer. It's got to come out of communion with God. And let me tell you something. Talking to God is not what you hear on the television shows. Or that you hear in the gracious God, our Father. Of King of kings, Lord of lords, uh, King of the ruler of the universe, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, Lord. You know what he said? Well, time out. Hold up. What he, what's going on? Talk to me, son. He don't need all that. He don't need all that. He already know. He knows that you're in submission to him. The problem is we bring religion to him. We bring ritualism to him. And we bring our habits that we think would make us holy. And God is just throwing that stuff up there. Yeah, get, let's get that out of there. Let's get that out of there. How'd you bring this in the house? Let's get rid of that. Take that shirt off. Put this, this clean white shirt on. Now, what's going on? Talk to me. That's the relationship we have. That's the relationship. Can you imagine going up to your mother or going up to your father and you want to explain something that's going on in your life and first thing you got to get out, oh, dad, you are the dad of dads. You are the greatest dad ever, man. I just I just love everything you do as a father and a provider. My God, I thank God for you, father. Can you imagine your dad going, what are you, what is it, son? What are you, why are you buttering me up? What do you need? It's no different. And if you have to kiss your parents' butt to get attention, wow, that's bad. But God is just a, like a parent that loves you. And some of us may not have experienced that as children of a loving parent and father. I get that. But when you get in a relationship with God, that relationship is stronger than anything I can tell you about. It is I, I, it's profound. But not to get too far off track, when it comes down to disputes... When it comes down to electioneering, when it comes down to jockeying for position or jockeying for what you want, let's you know lobbying on behalf of yourself. That's who you represent. When you go on a date, you don't introduce your date to yourself. Your lobbyist comes along. And he sits down and he talks to the person. He he's the one or it's the one talking and, and make, hashing out the deal so that there's a next date and you get home you're like man thank you thank you self for doing it okay now we got to do this we got to try this we got to put that that's that's lobbying you didn't bring yourself to that real date because you don't you don't think that you're good enough for that date if she found out that you really like teenage mutant ninja turtles and you your bed is as a as a race car around of dale earnhardt yeah you might not get another date you just not you just might not when they find out that you don't use deodorant you use shellac to make sure that the you might not get another date, so you got to send that lobbyist up there that can talk you up. His Eric is something amazing. You know he don't he has found ways to control his hygiene. He he is very conscientious of a car and driving safely because he has a child's bed as his bed. You all of these things go together to always promoting yourself when the new man doesn't need promotion. He doesn't need promotion. He needs interaction. He don't need anything else but what God has told you and the relationship you have with God. That's the only thing that matters. Your faith begins and ends with Christ. It does not happen outside of that. You are not going to gain closer or get closer to God by following down a road of these fake false religious apostles and prophets and all these people that came out of seminaries they will lead you one place a first 
class ticket to hell. And let me tell you, everybody gets first class going to hell. There is no coach going to hell. I promise you. So if you, and guess what? There is no baggage claim you got to worry about. You can bring all the luggage you want because there's no restriction in getting into hell. You just go roll right up in there. And the devil gonna be at the end. He gonna wave to you down there. You are like, wait a minute, I thought you ruled hell. I don't rule nothing, player. So I'll see you down there. We all take the. We all go take it together. It's gonna be like that. You got to understand when you're appealing to yourself. You've got to look at the fact if you're gonna do something, you're gonna act in a manner that you're thinking maybe somebody can get hurt. Maybe you gotta step on some feet. Maybe you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. Consider the other person first. Even if they're a stranger, even if you don't like them, you've got to mitigate the damage and let God work through you. Let him work through you. Because I promise you will not be trying to lobby and divide the church or, or get friendship on this side so y'all can go against that person or ally with this person. You know, it's funny. When you look at brother and survivor and all those things, right? What do they do? They connive with each other to get someone kicked off the, off the island or whatnot. It's no different. That stuff plays out in Congress every day. That stuff plays out at, at neo-Nazi rallies every day or neo-Nazi party meetings. There's all about somebody jockeying for a position because that guy ain't doing it. I can do it better. That's why you've got to divorce yourself from them old thinking. And you can, you can gain new emotions, new clean ambitions. Imagine that, a clean ambition, which will do what? Benefit someone else, even though you're the one bringing the skills to the table. God gave us the gifts, that those gifts that you nobody can train. They got to go to school for what you can do innately, and that is a gift to give to someone else. Versus lobbying to, well, I'll give it to you, but it's going to cost you. I'm going to need your vote at this time. When it's your when it's when it's when it's my turn, what I ask you, you gotta you gotta you gotta bring it. Always politicking for yourself. Always looking to get it may not apply to all of you. But if you're honest, you may make some decisions to put yourself in a position that may have cost someone else. It happens all the time. Let me tell you, I can say I did it. I did it for majority, I would say about ninety percent of my work has always included trying to put me first and the jockey for position to be up one where I want to be. Always been that way. And I hate it. Thank God for God. Thank God that he sent Christ. Thank God for Christ to, to make me whole and praise God to have me a new mind that I can rethink when I want to make a bold, dumb decision. I ripped up all my goals. I ripped up all my dreams. I have one thing that I put forward every day, and that's to do the kingdom's work. After that, if there's room for everything else that God's allowing me to do, that stuff goes successfully and moves along. If it's something that's going to go against all that, it, it's frustrating, and I'll cast it aside. You've got to understand your limits, and you got to understand what's working with your gifts and what's not. It's a lot to take in, but it's worth it. It's worth it. So I'm going to cut you here. Um, I got like three minutes left. I just want to let you know I love you very much. I want you to know that God loves you regardless of what you may think. You may believe the way I do or not, but it doesn't change that Christ loves you. It doesn't change that even on your last breath and deathbed, Christ will still ask the question, do you want to be made whole? 
Everybody gets that question up until they pass on over. And I still believe the question is asked until you finally reach your resting eternal def uh, uh, destination. Do not reach that destination without asking for what am I making choices on that you're saying this God is saying it's not cool. Look, Christians can go and do the same free things y'all do. The difference is we know where the boundaries are. Because when we cross that boundary, we're going to hurt our brothers. We're going we're gonna to bring reproach to God. And we just don't want to do that. You don't want to make your mama look bad by you out there sleeping with everybody and their mama, right? You don't want to make your dad look bad when you're out there doing stuff. So when they call you, they call your dad and he's like, oh my God, my son did it again. Now you got shame because your dad's let down. It's no different with God. It doesn't change. That's how hypocrisy is staved off. You serve, you do what you got to do. You, 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 work your, you work your spirit. You absolutely use your gifts. And you keep it pushing. So I love you very much. I will see you guys soon. I'm going to close out here.